0: Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Thank God for each of you that make up this, this August body on this morning. Wanna go very quickly to the word of the Lord, we realize that faith still comes, according to our Sunday school lesson this morning. Faith does come by hearing the Word of the Lord, and so somebody needs to hear what the Word of the Lord has, has said is good, that and we praise God that we have set the atmosphere, and we just praise God for that, but we still need to hear the Word of the lord and so i 'm going to ask you if you would. Uh, Those that have your Bibles, if you brought your Bible with you on this morning, man, you weren't depending on our technology here, but you brought your Bible uh, this morning uh, to go with me to the book of St. Matthew, uh, chapter 10. There is a familiar story there that I would like to uh, invite your attention to. And then I ask that you would certainly pray that God would give us the grace, amen, to to speak as an oracle of God. When you have Matthew chapter 10, we're going to be reading verses 32 through 42. We would that you would stand for the reading of God's word. Certainly thank God for his spirit that is here on this morning. When you have it, say amen. At verse 32, it reads like this, and I invite you to read along with me. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth, I came not to send peace but a sword for I am come to set a man at variance against his father and a daughter against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me he that findeth his life shall lose it and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it he that receiveth you receiveth me And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple verily i say unto you he shall in no wise lose his reward the word of the lord is blessed just before we pray i'm going to ask you to help help me communicate my thought on this morning or my topic So if you're next to somebody that you can agree with, or if you have to shout across the room, I just want you to say to them, God God wants to take you to the next level. level. Let's say it again. God God wants to take you you to to the next level. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we honor you. We bless you. Because we realize and know, oh God, that your wisdom is above ours. Your thoughts are above ours. God, your ways are beyond our understanding. So we ask, Lord, that you would communicate to us today. God, in a way that we might be able to understand. We realize, Lord, and know, God, that in all that we attempt to do, in many cases, oh God, it's not enough unless we're able, oh God, to realize those things through your spirit. So we ask that you would take control now. Have your way in us and through us. God, somebody needs to hear and know that you're still God on the throne. That you're still worth living for. You're still worth serving. You're still worth sacrificing for. Because of all that you've done for us, oh God, we're indebted to you. So we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would touch our hearts, our minds, oh God, redirect us. Hallelujah. Order our steps on today, God, that we might be able to fulfill, oh God, your plan and your purpose. So ultimately, we might be able to hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many, enter into the joys of the Lord. God, we ask that you would take control now. Have your way in us and through us. Bless us and we'll bless you back. Let the world know what a great God you are. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, And amen, you may be seated. In this passage of scripture on this morning, oddly enough, it is Jesus, the, the Prince of Peace, in our text that says that he is not come to bring peace, but to bring a sword. And what this means is that Jesus' mission um, and what should also be our mission is to cause people to actually confront individuals and cause them to make a decision for the Lord Jesus. That they wouldn't be able to remain neutral. You're either going to be for me or you're going to be against me. You're going to run with me or you're going to run away from me. And so it becomes important for those of us that believe on the name of the Lord to really pledge our allegiance. Not to just give God lip service. Not to give him a wink and a nod but to actually pledge our, our, our allegiance to him. After all, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. He said, I'm not come to bring peace. I'm come to bring a sword, which means I came to cut. I came to separate. I came to create a division. I I came so that you might be able to understand the difference between light and darkness. Hallelujah. between that that's saved and that that's unsaved. I came to, to, to separate if I have to families, if I have to separate friends, if I have to separate nations, that's what I'm going to do because I'm looking for those that are willing to come and follow me. And so as a result of those kind of statements, we can uh, almost be assured that there's going to be conflict and, and disagreement as a result of those that would choose to follow Jesus. Some of you may have already experienced that in your own families. As long as you were unsaved, everybody was cool. But as soon as you decided, I'm going to live for Jesus, hallelujah, even some of your family members begin to look at you a certain way. They have certain attitude and so forth. And so Jesus is saying here that he is endorsing or he is encouraging, for people to follow him. He's not saying that, I'm, I'm, that, that I want you to disobey your parents. I don't necessarily want there to be conflict at home. What he is saying is that his presence in your life demands a decision. He is not saying that you can't love your mother and your father. He's not saying you can't love your son or your daughter. He's not saying that you can't love relatives and you can't love friends. But what he is saying is you can't love them more than you love me. You have got to make a decision about me. These words not only apply to the disciples but to everyone that would consider themselves to be worthy of Jesus. You must learn that, that in serving him, and I know, and I hate to mess up a good praise service, but, but somebody's got to tell the truth because the scripture says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free that it becomes important for us as believers to take up our cross. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. Everybody's got a cross if you're going to live for Jesus. And he says, take up your cross. To take it up becomes a vivid illustration of humility and submission to Jesus Christ because ultimately it is Jesus Christ that has paid the price for all of us to enjoy the life that we now enjoy. And so Jesus used this picture of his followers taking up their cross to follow him. And the people in that particular day knew exactly what that meant. It meant for some of them that they would actually have to lay their lives on the line for Jesus Christ. And for most of us here, God has never asked us to really put our lives on the line. But there are people in other areas of the world that are actually still putting their lives on the line for Jesus Christ. But they knew that at some point they'd have to sacrifice something that was dear to them. They would have to deny themselves in order to please God. To follow Jesus Christ is a moment by moment decision, submitting ourselves to God and taking the same road of sacrifice and service unto Jesus Christ. Let me say that again, taking the road of sacrifice and service. If there's nothing that you have sacrificed, if you're not willing to serve, hallelujah, you're in the wrong business. You signed up, hallelujah, under the wrong category to understand that everyone somebody shout everyone yeah everyone has a cross hallelujah and it's not necessarily a corporate cross it's not a social cross a generational cross a governmental cross an organizational cross a denominational cross it's not any of those it's an individual cross But the blessing is in knowing, hallelujah, that Jesus has already gone ahead of us who for the prize that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God making intercession for us so that whatever it is that we have to go through, hallelujah, to continue to bear our cross, he's there to support us. Bible says here in verse 39, he goes on to say that clinging to your own life may end up causing you to forfeit the best that Jesus has to offer to you for too many of us we live unto this world but my bible says if in this life you only have hope you are all men most miserable and so while we live in this life we're not of this world and so we realize that this is just a temporary dwelling and so we don't become too attached to anything we praise God for the blessing but we don't become too attached to the blessing the blessing causes us to be more attached to the the blessor. And the person who attempts to find his life, the scripture says, or save his life in order to satisfy their own personal desires and goals apart from the will of God will ultimately lose their life. And in many cases, not only does this person lose eternal life that's offered, Glory to God to those that believe and accept the name of Jesus Christ as their Savior, but they also end up losing the fullness of this particular life the word of the lord says in saint john 10 and 10 that the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy but i am come that you might have life and that you might be able to live it to the fullest extent possible and many of us are missing out on living that life because we live unto ourselves and not unto him we say we love him but we don't live unto him And so God is trying to get us to get from a place of self-servitude to the place to where we're really, uh, according to Romans, that we're offering up our bodies as, as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable form of worship. By contrast, those that would be willing to lose their lives for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel, God says, I'm going to give you eternal life. I'm going to make sure that you're secured. hallelujah glory to God Uh, hallelujah I I want you to get to the point to where you have the ability to say that for God I live uh, and for God I'll die and you really mean it Uh, hallelujah when you say glory to God whether you are on the mountaintop or in the valley I still serve the Lord Uh, hallelujah whether good things come or tough things come I'm going to stay right under the blood uh, to count it all joy when I fall into divers temptations uh, knowing that the trying of my faith is work with patience uh, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus is there anybody in here that that has that testimony <clears throat> Jesus says if you lose your life for my sake you will find it now let's put this Subject of, of losing life or a death in its proper context and, pers- and perspective because if, if we don't really understand what, what death is and what it is meant here in this passage of scripture and what death is supposed to accomplish then, then we'll, we'll misunderstand what God is saying and this will become pretty intimidating and we want it to become a little bit more user friendly and, and palatable because when we begin to think on in terms of death we don't think in terms of death the same way that Jesus does and so I want to start by telling you that when it comes to the kingdom death is a portal death is a door Death is never, according to scripture, the cessation of life when it relates to what the Bible says about death. Death is a portal. It takes us from one realm of life to another realm of life. And without death, it becomes virtually impossible to move from one dimension in God to the next dimension in God. The Bible says that death is a friend to the saints. Hallelujah. I don't hear nobody. Death is a friend to the saints. It goes like this, I believe, in 1 Corinthians 15. Blessed are they which die in the Lord, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Death also means separation. Scripture says that, and he who has quickened you, who were dead in trespasses and sins, meaning that your sins once had separated you from God, but when God saved you, he quickened your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you were no longer, no longer alive to sin, but you were dead to sin alive to the works of the Lord. When someone dies physically, the reason that they are dead, it is to say that the spirit has been separated from the body. And when the spirit Uh, separates from the body however it doesn't mean that that person uh, uh, ceases to exist any longer It just means that when the spirit separates from the body, the person slips from one dimension of life into another dimension of life. When we say that we are dead, the, the, the Bible says it like this, that to be absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. And so you slip from being one way over here into being another way over here. And it is the, it is this natural thing in, in the spirit to, to understand and know that, that regardless of whether or not, uh, uh, you, you pass from this life, you, you pass from this life to another life. So it is a natural occurrence in the spirit. That is, when you get ready to go from one dimension spiritually into the next, there is a process that you must go through. It brings you from from one reality, one world reality into another reality. And for the sake of our discussion on today, we're going to call this, this transition, we're going to call it death. And when I say death, I know what what image probably crops up in your mind. When we say death, you probably start thinking about a casket. You start thinking about an image in your mind of a corpse. You begin to begin thinking about it's a time of mourning. It's a time of sorrow. It's a time of negativity. We're going to have a funeral. But if you really understood death, it is nothing more than separation and transportation. They didn't hear me over there that good. Let me say it over here. It's nothing more than separation and transportation. Transporting you from one realm to another realm. So, so, so stay with me. Go with me here and imagine that, that it would be for you to, to, to be able to record the memories, the actions, the attitudes of an embryo. An unborn baby in the womb of the mother the only world that this this embryo knows is inside the mother's womb it survives there it lives there in the mother's womb it eats there it plays in the mother's womb it's a proven fact that that the babies when they get developed to a certain point they can hear what's going on that's why women talk to babies that's right It has life in its mother's womb. In the first trimester, it has life. And in the second trimester, it has life. And it's developing in the the third trimester. It's growing and it's maturing. So by the end of the third trimester, generally, generally, unless the baby is really smart, (laughs) the baby dies. It dies to the only world that it has ever known. Separated from the only thing that it has ever been attached to. And what we call birth is really death for the baby because the mother is now after these three trimesters trying to get out of her what's been growing on the inside of her. And she's pushing the baby out into another world that it has never ever known before. And in a final push, a grunt, a pain, a scream, a holler, a heave, the baby is gone from where it used to be to where it now is. Empty from where it was, absent from where it was, vacant from where it used to live, and now it is gone into a new world, and the baby is in shock because it has left the only world that it has ever known it thinks that it's all over it probably thinks this is it i'm dead (laughs) it passes through the birth canal only to find out once the baby is slapped on the bottom hallelujah that there's another world There's a brand new world out here that I have never, ever seen. And the only way to get from the world of being in the mother's womb to the world that most of us exist in for the longer period of time is that we have to pass through the death canal. So all of a sudden, the baby recognizes that to be absent over here means to be present over here. Uh, some of you don't hear what I'm trying to say to you in the spirit and so so see we don't realize that there is still another realm uh, of glory that God is trying to take us into and the only way that we're going to get from where we are to where God wants us to be because we say all the time that he is taking us mother from faith to faith and glory to glory but the only way to get from one level of blessing one level of service to the lord to the to another level is you got to die over here so that you can be introduced over here when we believers begin to understand the natural because we understand the natural process begin to apply the spiritual process of going from faith to faith and glory to glory, then we begin to understand a little bit better what God wants to do for us, what God wants to do to us, what God wants to do through us. And if we are fluid enough, If we are liquid enough, if we are flexible enough, if we're not too rigid, if we're not stuck in trying to stay where we are right now, if we are willing to submit ourselves to the Lord enough, humble ourselves enough, God desires to take us to another realm. Hallelujah. That we have never ever seen before. I realize that many of us get familiar and we become comfortable at where, hallelujah, God uh, has us. But I can hear God saying that He is trying to take us to another place of service, another place of praise, another place of worship. Uh, hallelujah. Take us to a place that we've never, ever been before in Him. And He can, cannot do it if we become too attached to any one particular realm that he affords us and that's why for too many of us he has to start making things uncomfortable he has to start sending trouble because we get stuck we put the thing in part because we are comfortable here and we want to stay right here the the thing is that if you don't ride with God uh, and you're not flexible enough he'll start sending trouble your way to get you to move from the place that you're that you're in Because we fall prey to the seduction of being satisfied in a certain realm and God is calling us to another one. We get stuck in our state when God has something else for us and you cannot get what God has for you at the next level until you give up what you have at this level. You've got to be able to take the steps. To go from faith to faith. Jesus is saying here, don't keep trying to stay in a place that I'm trying to get you out of. Stop trying to save your your life. Stop trying to please your own self. Stop trying to to, to pretend like you're going to be in this life right here forever and ever. Hallelujah. Man is appointed, wants to die. I don't care who you are. You can't stay here forever. Don't make no plans to stay here because nobody can. Don't try to save your life. Go ahead and lose it. Go ahead and sacrifice it. Go ahead and give it up. Hallelujah, stop trying to, to fix it. You know one of the things I, that, 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 that bothered me just a little bit, why is it, and I'm guilty of it too, that some of us wait until like we are 65 years old. Now all of a sudden we decide I'm going to the gym. <laughs> you see the writing on the wall and now you decide, oh no, I want to stay here longer. Yes. 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 I mean, there's some practical reasons for doing it if in fact your desire is to continue to present your body as a, as a living sacrifice. If that's what you're doing, I believe that it's okay. But if you're just trying to, to, to do all that just so you can stay here, You're mistaken. Life is but a vapor. I don't care who you are. If you don't believe me, ask the folk down there in South Florida. For those of you that watch the news. Anyway, let me get back to where I was. Because I believe that if 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 the the enemy tries to take anything from us, it's only a sign that whatever gets away, God didn't have to use it, and God can give you back if you're going to make that sacrifice for Him double for your trouble. The the fact that you appear to have, if you're younger, more days, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are living those days the way that God wants you to live them. It means in a lot of cases that you're not necessarily living if you're just trying to do it on your own, you're existing. And it might surprise you of how many people that come to church that are existing and not really living they are not living because they are not growing they are not growing because they're not moving and they're not moving because they've allowed themselves to get stuck in a place where God didn't intend for them to stay. You have to get to the place to where you understand and know that in order to go to the next level in God, you've got to let go of some things. You've got to be willing to die out to some things. I, I, I'm going to give you four things that we believe, I believe we need to die out to, and then we're going to wrap this up. First of all, you've got to die out to sin. You've got to die out, and I know that sounds old fashioned, And it might be in 2021 out of style because hardly anybody talks about sin anymore. Sin has become something that's relative. It's not black and white anymore. It's not popular. uh, And some folk don't want to hear it. They don't want you to talk about it. But the Bible says, uh, glory to God, that we, shall we continue in sin? Believe it's in Romans chapter eight that grace may abound, God forbid. Now, this is a a very tricky scripture because it lets us know that, that, that grace has the ability to abound where sin abounds. And where sin abounds, grace has the ability to much more abound. What it's really saying is that grace is bigger than sin. Grace is stronger than sin. Grace can outlast sin. Hallelujah. Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. But it asks the question, shall we continue in sin just so that grace may abound? God forbid. In other words, God has this this cutting off point. Where he won't just continue to keep extending grace to you in an, in an effort to get you to decide I need to come out of sin at some point God says enough is enough I'm moving on to the next person I've given you plenty of time to repent and you didn't repent. I've given you plenty of time to change direction and I need for you to understand that life doesn't consist in the abundance of things which a man possesses. So stop going after things and start coming after me. I've extended to you mercy and grace that you didn't necessarily deserve. And so we need to get to the point to where we stop sugarcoating this thing. I'm not going to play games with sin. I'm not going to call it dysfunction. I'm not going to call it weakness. I'm not saying it's just an attitude. I, I'm just not saying it's just my mama's uh, uh, temper. And that's how I got, uh, like I've gotten. all. let's just go ahead and call it exactly what it is, is sin. And see, the enemy likes to, to play on words, you know. He he, he he likes to do something that or say something or turn a scripture so that we can make provision for our flesh. But if you're tired of being stuck at the same place in life, if you're tired of of allowing the enemy to mess with the blessings that God has appointed for you if you're tired of of, of being miserable all the time and going through this, 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 this merry go round and all you see every time you come to a certain place is the same old mess then you've got to be able to examine your own life and determine whether or not there's some sin that's in your life somewhere that you need to confront and ask God to forgive you for it and I'm okay with there not being shouting and dancing at this point we've shouted and danced praise the Lord glory to God but, but I just believe that, that that if I continue to be uh, your pastor you know I'm gonna preach about sin from time to time you know, and I'm not overly concerned as to whether or not the viewership will fall off or if it might make somebody mad. I understand that every now and then you need to leave here a little bit upset. I'm not intimidated by the possibility that people are going to get an attitude and, and stop giving. God's already assured me, hallelujah, that, that, that he'll do whatever he needs to do to provide for his church. But somebody has got to stand up and cry out for righteousness and say, hallelujah, that this is the church of the living God. Uh, Hallelujah. And if you stick around here long enough, you're going to hear me preach about everything. Because if Jesus didn't come into the world to save us from our sins and make disciples of us, then what was the purpose of his coming? I don't believe that he came just so that he might make us shout and dance. I don't believe that he came just so that we might be able to live in, in, in 25 square foot homes and, and, and drive Mercedes and, and Teslas and, and wear uh, alligator shoes and stuff like that. And you know, I don't have a problem with any of that. I just realized that's not the reason that he came. That's a byproduct of us being able to live righteously for him. But that is not the purpose and the plan of God uh, for our lives. Secondly, we have to die to our own will. We want to know him in the power of his resurrection. But not many of us want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. We want to experience this resurrection power without going through the garden of Gethsemane. See, if, if, if you're going to begin to do exploits at some point, you're going to have to experience crushing. You can't be a good soldier if you have never been in a real good fight. You can't be a world-class boxer if you never got your nose bloodied. But too many of us want to go through this thing pristine. We want, to put, we want to put on the uniform that you go and parade in. But we don't necessarily want to put the fatigues on that you have to go into battle in. We got to get to the point where you say like Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. And the reason that we have so much attitude today, the reason, and I'm not, I hope this not here, the reason why people can leave out of a church service and go out to the parking lot and get in a fight and start cursing and swearing and stuff like that is because they they, they haven't made up their mind uh, that they're going to give up their will uh, for the will of God yet. Their will hasn't been broken. They're still doing what they want to do. They're still doing it the way they want to do. Hallelujah. But the last time I checked, Jesus said, it's not my will, but your will be done. When you get to the point to where your will has been broken, you, you have the ability to want to say some stuff, but you have, you have the discipline to swallow what it is that you want to say. Hallelujah and you suppress it and you allow the spirit of God to come up in you. Glory to God. So that you don't end up embarrassing yourself and Jesus. Amen. We're living in a day where people don't seem to have a sense of repentance or remorse anymore. People have have no 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 point of reference, seemingly, of what it really means to sin. They can hardly determine the difference between sin and righteousness, light and darkness. We don't feel any conviction anymore. We're clubbing on Friday night and Saturday night, and we're not convicted. We're not even convicted when sinners see us, that know us. We not got to the point where we play around, we commit adultery. I mean, like, like, it's like it's nothing. Stop watching so much TV. TV is not the Bible. divorcing one getting hooked up with another one divorcing that one getting hooked up with this one i mean we're changing partners like like we're changing underwear just anything goes everything is all right Let, let me stop before i get myself out there in the deep and get can't get back First Chronicles say, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I hear from heaven, then I will forgive sin, I'll heal the land and I know this sounds kind of old fashioned and it might be antiquated to some of you and out of style but, but we used to have a real altar call in the church and we wasn't throwing money on the altar all the time every now and then we threw ourselves on the altar nobody had to tell us We were throwing our weaknesses on it. We were throwing our wheels on it. We were throwing attitude on it. Hallelujah! It was a. It was. A, there wasn't no counseling going on in that thing. If you was ugly, or if you was acting ugly, if you had an attitude, uh, they sent you to the altar and folk wasn't leaving the church they was getting on the altar and actually getting delivered they were saying stuff like david said in me a clean heart oh god and renew a right spirit on the inside of me purge me with hyssop and i shall be clean wash me renew a right spirit in me I'm sick of myself I'm sick of my flesh I'm sick of my temper my tongue is out of control fix me Lord straighten me up clean my heart transform my mind renew my spirit purge me wash me deliver me straighten out my life cause I want to be used by God You might not like us, but I believe that God is trying to take us to another realm of glory. We didn't go through the pandemic just for the sake of going through the pandemic. God was trying to separate the folks. He was separating the wheat from the tear. Hallelujah. He was finding out who's going to stand with me. Who's going to be with me? Who's going to come out on the other side giving God the glory? Who's going to serve me with their whole heart? and thirdly we've got to die to our own selfishness we've got to die out to our own self we got to die out to it's all about me and my way if we got to die out to all roads lead to me if it feels right do it I don't care who it affects. If it's all right for me, it it need to be all right for everybody else. We're not living unto ourselves. We're living unto God. We've got to be able to pray and ask God to crucify my, my flesh. Help me to bring myself under subjection. Until there's no more I. But it's the Christ that lives in me. Until I learn how to take some stuff without getting mad. Until I learn how to endure hardness as a good soldier. Until I learn how to pray through some situations and not get mad and walk out. There are some folks uh, that can't get out. Uh, hallelujah, glory to God. Uh, that can't get out of uh, uh, of certain situations uh, because they are they they don't they're allow themselves to submit themselves first to God resist the devil and know that the devil will flee at some point we've got to learn how to go through the fire go through the flood go through the test one of the things that I've learned is sooner I don't care what you teach about I don't care what you talk about I don't care what you preach about God has such a sense of humor until at some point he's gonna make you live it If you're going to walk with him, he's going to put you through the fire so that you can find out just how much faith, how much confidence in him. If if you can take a licking and still come out and say, Lord, I bless you at all times and your, your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Touch somebody and tell them, don't fight what God is doing because he's trying to get you to the next level. You've been where you are too long. He's trying to take you higher. He's trying to get you to go farther. Hallelujah. He's sick of the place that you're in. And hopefully you're sick too. And so God wants to take you to a place in him that you have never, ever been before. And lastly, and perhaps the most uh, complex of all is the fact that that, that some of us are going to have to learn how to die to success. You got to be able to say, Lord, do not let me become so successful at doing anything that I can't move to the next level when you say move. (laughs) Don't let me get stuck and make heaven on earth, realizing that this Earth is going to pass away and everything that's in it. And so don't let me get stuck and hooked on stuff. Hallelujah. Just because you've afforded me an opportunity to become successful. Lord, don't let anything have me that I become so attached to that it makes it difficult for me to say yes to you. Don't bless me with a house. If every Sunday I got to clean it. There's six other days in the week that it could be cleaned. If you bless me that much, I get a maid. But don't let me get so wrapped up in the house that I can't come into the house of the Lord. God, I hope I didn't lose somebody, but I, I'm just about finished. The clock says I got a minute forty-five, and I'm gonna use this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop whenever it says zero. Don't bless me with a car if can't nobody ride in it. It's got four doors. It's about the longest thing in town. And all everybody ever sees is just me riding in it. Saints walk in the church and I blow at them. I'm sorry. I've messed up a good message somewhere. <laughs> but but tell somebody that you know at, at a certain stage, God says, "Okay, you've mastered that particular level, and I want to move you along because you've been there for too long. You've lost your level of effectiveness." at that level. And I need to take you higher. And tell somebody that's, he said, tell somebody that's, have, that's been at this stage too long, don't, don't worry about what's going to happen at the next level. I got you. You know, you've been depressed at this level too long. You've been faking it at this level too long. You've been carnal. You've been weak. You've been unforgiving. You've been jealous and some of everything else at this stage. And I need to take you above where you are right now. And somebody still needs to know that the devil is a liar. And you've got to be able to say, Lord, I'm ready to die out to who I was, to die out to where I've been, to die out to my stubborn will, to die out to the point, to the, to the idea that it's all about me. And, and, and I just believe that the Lord wants me to let you know that God is getting ready to take us to another level, but we've got to take off everything that's not like him. Before we can go to where he's taken us, we've got to die out to where we are. Before you can experience a great revival of God, you've got to be able to have a funeral for where you've been. You've got to be able to just kill off everything that's not like God. You've got to be able to to pronounce a benediction over stuff that keeps getting in the way and and people that keep hindering you from getting to where God wants you to go. that, that, That the door that's been closed that you can't get to so you can get to the stairs that God is trying to take you to and really be able to say. God... Help me to crucify this person so that I can say yes to where you want me to go. You can't get there. You can't make that change until you die out to the man, to the woman that you are right now. God is calling us to a higher place god is calling us to another realm and i just believe that he would say this in this hour so that we might begin to mortify this flesh say yes to the lord draw closer to him i don't believe that he's taken us through all that he's taken us through just so that we could go back to business as normal business as usual God took us through this so that he might prepare us to go to another level. Would you stand all over the building? I want I want to pray. We live in a world that if we don't become sensitive to God, will fall into the trap of being self-centered, being selfish, being desensitized to the things that are going on around us. God has called us to a holy calling. He, he, he said that we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you go and show forth the praises of him that has called us out of darkness into this marvelous light how are we doing that if we continue to kind of operate as in business as usual we keep following the ways of the world we'll never have the kind of influence that God wants us to have and so I want to pray I want to pray two prayers one those of us that know that God is calling us out of mediocrity, out of a place of comfortability into another realm, another level of anointing that he wants to use us in. Then I want to pray for those that have not made a decision for the Lord Jesus, but want to make a decision so that you and not continue to go round and round, but so that your life has purpose. Would you bow your heads with me? Gracious Father, we come with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for your, for you being faithful. But we also thank you for you being long-suffering and patient. Thank you for being kind and merciful. And we realize, Lord, that It takes a little bit more for some of us than than others. And so we thank you, Lord, that you continue to stand by us, to keep prodding us, keep giving us the unction, keep saying to us, I need more. I want you to go higher. I want you to go farther. I put more in you. And so I have, I expect more out of you. Help us, oh God, to come to the realization, God, that we've been bought with a price. That we're no longer our own. That you have paid the ultimate price to purchase our salvation. And so you get a chance to say what it is that we're going to do. How we're going to know. God, And we have this assurance from you. That you know the thoughts that you think toward us. Thoughts of peace and not evil. You've already considered, oh God, that you're going to bring us to an expected end god and that you're going to reward us for our faithfulness you promised in your word that you would never forget to reward us oh god if we remain faithful if we remain steadfast if we remain vigilant so we ask you lord jesus especially in this hour god in a season where men and women are looking They're looking, oh God, for a savior. They're looking for something that's different. Enable us, oh God, to let our light so shine in this hour to be instruments of righteousness. Take us to another level in you, oh God. Raise us above, oh God, the fray so that men and women might recognize the righteousness of God through the life that we live. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, help us to say yes, yes to your will, yes to your way, oh God. In the name of Jesus, help us, oh God, to become convicted again. You promised, oh God, that the Holy Ghost will convict men of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Help us to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost again. Not living to ourselves, but living to a holy God that we might make our calling and election sure in the name of jesus do it for us oh god hallelujah call us oh god call us out oh god in the name of jesus uh, let us be the city that sitteth on a hill oh god that, that that cannot be hidden from the world cause us lord to be be strong in the lord And be of good courage, oh God, and not be embarrassed and not be ashamed to live a life that's fully committed to you. Pray, oh God, that you would come against our desire, our will, the, the temptation to compromise in this day and hour. God, we don't need to be compromising now. We need to let the world know whose side we're on, who we're standing with, so they can make a firm decision to live for Jesus Christ. And God, if you do these things, God, we'll continue to humble ourselves unto you. We'll give you glory. We'll give you praise. We'll give you honor in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, I pray. I pray for those, Lord, that want to that don't know you in the pardoning of their sins but they want to be saved and if you're if you're one of those individuals I just ask as we bow if we continue to bow our heads that you will repeat this prayer after me Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins I repent of my ways wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness Lord Jesus I believe that you died on the cross just for me that you were buried God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day right now Lord Jesus I open the door of my heart and I receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior and I thank you now my brother my sister if you prayed that prayer Hallelujah, and receive the Lord Jesus. I just want to let you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, let's give God praise for what he's doing right now. Hallelujah. Thank God for your power. Thank God for your spirit. Thank God for the ability to heal and deliver, to save, and to set free. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just want to let you know you've given your life to the Lord. I want to encourage you to find a Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. Just believe that God certainly wants to do a greater work in you than what you've experienced thus far. If you don't have a church home already, you can call our church office at 702-655-3867. We'll be more than happy to steer you in the way of the Lord. We certainly thank God for each of you, whether you're in the house or whether you are are viewing and worshiping by way of our media platforms. Thank you for being with us on this morning. We just pray that God will continue to order your steps, bless you in all that you do. Show himself strong in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because we believe that he has the ability to take us to places that we can't believe with uplifted hands. Precious Father, we honor you, we bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time for the visit. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.